Hello, Tipton Tiger football fans. I'm Josh Hine, and joining me is the brilliant Clint Hinderocker. Welcome to our very first episode of Third and Long Podcast. Here's the deal. While most teams play it safe on third and long, just simply running the ball up the middle just to set up a punt, we're not about that life. Nope, this podcast isn't afraid to go for it, take risks, and shake things up. We're all about pushing the boundaries both on the field and on the airwaves. So buckle up and let's talk some Tipton Tiger football. Welcome Tipton Tiger football fans and welcome to Third and Long Podcast. We are here at the Third and Long studio right here in Tipton, Iowa. It is hot. It's hot out. This, we, this one's rough. We are outside. If you can hear the birds chirping, the birds are chirping because it is about 110 degrees. Hottest day of the summer. School let out early last couple days, letting out early tomorrow. Um, but we are excited because, guess what's tomorrow, Clint? It's Friday Night Lights tomorrow. Friday Night Lights, Tipton Tiger football. In fact, I think time they're practicing right now. It's time to go. Doing a little warm-up in the middle school gym, doing their walkthroughs, acting like they know their plays, even though they're freaking out. But we are excited as spectators and fans to uh, get to see them tomorrow night. As I said in the intro, my name is Josh Hine. I'm here to, uh, born and raised from Tipton, Iowa, I'm here to give you a unique perspective of give you the history, my perspective of playing here in Tipton. And we've got here Clint Hinderocker, who is not from Tipton. I'm not from Tipton. I have a different perspective than Josh Hine. I moved to Tipton in 2015. Again, when I moved here, I uh, I heard all about how how great the running programs were here in Tipton, and they are uh, dynasties are. dynasties uh, that we've built here in Tipton as uh, running programs. But I'm a football guy. I love the sport. I love high school football. I love Friday Night Lights, and I'm excited about where this team can go and what we can do. The experience we have, and I'm, I'm ready to do this podcast. Absolutely, you. I'm it's excited too. Before we dive into that, though. Clint has a unique perspective. Not only did he play high school football in Iowa, in central Iowa, in a small town in Hubbard Ratcliffe. Tiny town. He also went on to play at a little place about 30 miles southwest of here called Iowa. University of Iowa. The University of Iowa. So now when people ask you this, did you play at Iowa or did you punt at Iowa? What was, like, which? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's a really, really, so the punters were segregated to a different level of the field. So we had to go to a whole different spot, but they did issue us lockers and jerseys. It was kind of amazing. So, but no, it was, uh, I'll tell you what, that, that perspective is, is just fun. Uh, I, I played football for as long as I did because of how much fun I had in this sport. And, I'll tell you what, from high school to junior college to college, there's not a better sport in the world. Than I agree. Football. I absolutely so agree. I, I, again, yes, even when you're the punter. Even when you're the punter. And I spent a lot of time on the sideline with a baseball cap on, and it might be the greatest position that's ever, that's ever been. We're going to have lots of stories about Clint's time in <laughs> Iowa, and we're not going to hold back. No, he's he's going to give us not. everything we want. So I will not hold back. For those loyal listeners, you're going to get the, the full scoop of Robert Gallery stories. Oh, and, God. There's only a couple Jason of those Baker, I can tell. <laughs> Brad Banks, oh, yeah. the glory days of Iowa football. So this will be a little mix of everything, not just Tipton Tiger football, but we are excited to have you in and uh, excited to talk some Tipton Tiger football. All right, Josh, let's dive right in to the game tomorrow night. Yep, let's at do Malaysia that. Muscatine. We open up. Wait a minute, what is, what's their mascot? They're the Falcons. The Falcons, oh boy. Falcons. Man, 
And we open up on the road. Um, two weeks in a row, actually. But we'll open up on the road tomorrow that's night. Odd. Yeah, that's not that's a unique start. That's a unique start. We're not going to play at home for. It's supposed to cool down. It'd be a. It's going to be. A, we got a huge cold front coming through. It's going to be like eighty nine degrees. Exactly. So that, that's good. We'll, that's going to be. We'll be down ten degrees coats. tomorrow. And we're doing the podcast outside because guess what? Football's played outside. That's right. So we're in the elements. The football players will be elements tomorrow. Uh, we they're sweating, we're sweating. Actually, they're not in the elements. They're in they're, they're in, in the gym. middle school gym they're doing the their walkthroughs. Right so. <laughs> we're actually being a little tougher than they are right now. But so, uh, yeah. real quick, so Lawai's a Muscatine, for those that don't know. They're not in Muscatine, right? I think they're like south about 10, 15 minutes, yep. right in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Right there on yep. 61. In between Muscatine and Wapalo. That's right. So you got to drive a little bit further south, so it's a little bit of a haul, but... I hope we have a great turnout because I think these these kids deserve it. Um, I think these Absolutely. kids are ready to get that one victory under the belt, and once they feel that taste of victory, I think you're going to see a lot more coming from them. So couldn't agree more. Couldn't let's agree more. Uh, let's dive into Tipton Tigers. Obviously, we're kind of coming in late on this uh, podcast with the game starting tomorrow, but they've had a full, well, quite frankly, all summer long of, mm-hmm. of football. Camp started in August. They've had some seven on seven before that. Right. But this is a it's a pretty senior laden class. Um, senior laden class. We have eleven seniors on this team. Yeah. Um, you talk about the summer workouts, and you know, over summer we we got a new strength and conditioning coach, um, Jody Glubka. Jody Glubka, and uh, the, the players, from what I hear, have really really attached to his program. They 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 believed in in what he's teaching, what he's doing, um, and from the scrimmage that I saw last Friday night. I see some strong, in shape, um, athletic guys in the field, and uh, I, again, I, I think what we've done over the summer, the work we put in over the summer, is going to pay dividends uh, here this fall. Yeah, from watching the last two years, it, it just felt like um, it felt like we lacked a little bit of overall strength on the team. We had the athletes; absolutely. they absolutely had the buy-in. Absolutely, just, we kind of got muscled a little bit up front and on the lines, and then just didn't have that strength to kind of finish stuff. And you saw it at the end of games. Um, and I think, like you said, I think having that extra strength program and kids buying into that—that's going to really show dividends here. Well, early you, on the season. I, I talked about my perspective a little bit earlier, and you know, coming in from the outside into this program, and I—I I would say since I've moved to Tipton for the last you know six seven years, what we've really lacked is is that dedication to a strength conditioning program. There's been a couple one-offs here and there where some some players really really put the put the time and an effort into the weight room, but as an entire team going in, putting that dedication in, it's hard. You wake up early, all summer long. You're probably a lot of these guys have jobs as well on the side of it. A lot of them are playing baseball as well. Yep. To put in to be dedicated to getting into the weight room five thirty six thirty in the morning, um, it, it, it takes an extra level of commitment. I think these guys mm-hmm. have it this year. Yep. So, yeah. Nope, I, I agree. Hopefully we can see that on display tomorrow night. Um, kind of looking through the roster, um, obviously we've got those 11 seniors that, that Clint mentioned. Um, let's just kind of go through positions real quick. And sure. you know, Obviously we, we're not privy to a lot of this information, but just from what we've seen in the practices, um, I think you're going to have a little bit of a changing of the guard um, at quarterback. I think you're going to see the, the junior, Aiden Boston, take over the helm here. Got a nice live arm. Came in for some limited action last year and showed some some really good promise in the in the JV games and the limited times I've saw him in varsity, you can tell he, he just got a nice arm and he can he can definitely run the ball if he gets in pressure. Well, that's the deal is he, get, he throws a really nice ball. Um, he keeps his eyes downfield, which is all you can ask of your quarterback. And when protection breaks down, he can get himself out of trouble, yeah. which is really really nice. He's got 
He's got uh, the, the feet that can get him uh, outside the pocket and maybe make up extra yards where there was none before. And I think you're also going to maybe see, I don't know what, what will happen, but I think Ian Spangler, who was the quarterback last year, he's a senior. He, uh, You can tell he's bulked up just from looking at him. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think he's going to play a dual role, whether it's running back, receiver, obviously playing on the linebacker side. He didn't play right. defense last year. I think you might see him a little bit at quarterback too, just as a little mix-up. Absolutely. Um, injuries there. So I, I, I feel comfortable having two quarterbacks that, that we know can play the position and, mm-hmm. uh, with Ian playing it last year. So I feel good about the quarterback. Position. Well, I, I do as well. And, you know, going back to Ian Spangler a little bit there too, he, he's you know been a great player for us for the last two years. I know he's been on the starting rotation. I think he played a little bit as a freshman as well. But um, I, I've always watched these Tipton Tiger football games really wanting to get Ian in space. If you get Ian the ball in space, some really good stuff was going to happen. Um, and putting him back at quarterback, it, it didn't allow him to, to, to get the ball in space. He, was, he had to wait and wait and wait until he could actually run. And uh, but at that time it was just too late. So I'm excited to see him in a tailback role, in a flanker position role, in a slot receiver role, and potentially in a wildcat style quarterback yep. role as well. That's how I see him. He's as got well. a lot of utility. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Um, you know, kind of starts up front with the with the run blocking, is but the pass blocking that's not there. It doesn't matter how good your receivers are. You can't Absolutely. have enough time to, to throw it. So hopefully we see a little bit more. Uh, on the blocking side, I think that will help tremendously, and I think we will this year. I, I think we will too. So I, I look at our line this year, and for me, it's the question mark. But our, our offensive line is going to be the question mark for us this year. But I look at what we have. Um, we have Cole Kine. This is his fourth year. Four year starter. starter, yeah. Four year starter. Um, Can't buy that experience. No, Kale Chapman, who's bulked up, he's getting bigger and bigger every time I see him. Um, we have size on the line this year that I don't think we've had. In the past, we've had a couple of those one-off, those Nile shuts, yep. you know, yep. it, that that are big, uh, Cody Cook, that are big, but we, we didn't have that across the line, five guys who could move bodies around. Yep. And and they, you know, they, they have a challenge for tomorrow night with, as we look at some of the Eliza Muscatine players up front, there's some size there. There's and some 100-pound differences. There. There's some 100-pound differences there, and at that point it comes down to technique and belief and... You know, can you be can you be quicker than the other guy? Can you get can your pad level get lower than the other guy? Um, I, I'm interested to see how that line does tomorrow. That that is my question mark. I would love to see how they perform yep. on that. Totally agree. That's that's the focus for me as well. Um, I think I think one of the question marks as well is the depth at the line. Absolutely. Someone goes down. Someone needs a breather. Who's coming in for that? Someone's going to have to step up. Um, whether it's a young player. Um, yep. Or someone, someone that maybe hasn't played position. So, and I'm interested to see who Coach Nord sends two ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, again, d- depth will be an issue. The more, obviously, the more two-way players we have, especially if you're talking tomorrow night, it's still going to be upper 80s, 90 degrees at game time. Uh, that's first a good, game. That's of a great the, point. First game of the year, uh, we have multiple two-way players. Um, it's even if they're not tired, their muscles might be to start to see cramping up and stuff like that tomorrow night. It's going to be a pretty common thing. Um, it'll be interesting to see our depth. I, I completely agree with you on that. So when you look at college football, kind of that starting offensive line, they usually start 290 with the center, <laughs> yep. upwards up to yep. you know 380. Yep. Obviously, that's college ranks. Down to high school, at least when I was in school, that 200 mark, maybe you got the 225. Sometimes you had the 250s. Oh, yeah. That was pretty typical. Absolutely. Tipton's line, we're, we're a little bit lighter than that this year. We've got, um, I believe, Austin Ellerhoff will be at center. Um, he weighs, according to the guide, I don't know how 
how accurate <laughs> how these guides these are. are. <laughs> Whether Tall's pumping that up or, or getting it accurate. But he's got Austin at 165. Tough kid. Um, oh graduated with his father. So you know he, he's gonna he's got gotta be smart to play center. You gotta call the line calls. Right. But 165, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to hold his ground there and anchor. He's gonna have to hold his ground. Um, but I don't I haven't seen a lot of teams that play a nose guard. A lot of them will play pinching tackles. So yeah. you can have a smaller guy at your center, like you said. It's got to be smart. Um, he's got to be able to call out, again, blocking responsibilities for the rest of his line um, and then help. It's a lot of chip blocking and then off to the second level on that center. Yeah. And I think he can do that. He's fast enough to do that. Yep. And then uh, our largest our largest uh, offensive lineman, Lucas Sutton, is a senior uh, coming in at 245. Um, that's that's prototypical size. That's what we'd like to see on the <laughs> offensive line. It'd be nice to have across the board, around. but yeah. <laughs> um, I think you're going to see Peyton Crock. As you mentioned, Kale Chapman. He's handled thousand pound steers and heifers, so exactly. He's not scared scared to mix around his weight. Um, and then obviously Cole Kime, as you mentioned, is who's the the experienced veteran on the squad. Who um, I think is going to anchor that that line. That's a irreplaceable figure there that we're going to need to have play all all. Uh, yeah, and I think you go back to your previous point. I the we have we have the individuals I think that can play a really nice offensive line. They can pass block. They can run block. Um, the depth is is going to be key for yeah. us. Are, are we going to be able to? If someone needs a spell or someone uh, twists an ankle a little bit during the game, do we have that backup who can come in, seize the moment, <laughs> and uh, and play for their team? Yep. So. Moving on from the offensive line, because I know we maybe lose some listeners when we start talking offensive line. But, <laughs> it's um, the greatest position in football. <laughs> Come on. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit of running back. Uh, <clears throat> Ethan Hollum, who I believe will be coming yeah. in as a senior. Um, I know for a fact, just from dropping kids off, he's been in that weight room. Oh. Um, and I love seeing that. Um, yeah. Kind of yeah. living there as the senior year comes on, you start to realize, uh-oh, I only have one year left. Right. And I think that hit him. And uh, love to see him in there. But I think he'll kind of be your, your bell cow in the backfield. There will obviously be a, a, a bunch of players that are going to be taking the ball and getting the ball in their hands, but I think you'll see him with the ball in his hands quite I get, a bit tomorrow night. Yeah, I would agree. Ethan, in that scrimmage on Friday night, looked really good. He looked at the part. Uh, he found holes. He kept his he kept his head going upfield. Uh, he did not run sideline to sideline very much. Um, loved his, his running style, and I think you're right. I think he realizes if there's a time to do it, it's now, and um, I think he sees in that moment, and I'm excited. And to your other point, I, I look at you know Ian Spangler, I look at Griffin Naderman, I look yep. at Preston Daylow, and those guys. I feel like we're Weapons. we're we're we got athletes on this football field, and it's all about finding finding the right seat on the bus for them. And I think you'll see a couple. We need options. to get we need to get the ball in space to a Griffin yeah. Naderman to. Yeah. Preston Daylow to um, Ian Spangler. Again, I would assume Griffin's our fastest guy on the team. So finding, obviously doesn't have a ton of size, but you get someone like that, the ball in space, yep. amazing things happen. Yeah, and I think I think you look at last year, just we just it was hard to get it to him and give him the, the space yes. that he needed. Yes. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna see a little bit more of that. Obviously, he's a senior. He's been through a lot. He's played a lot of football for Tipton, and mm-hmm. uh, like I said, him and Ethan and Griffin, and I think uh, Ian will be the, the people that you see with the ball in their hands quite a bit. I agree completely, and and also with Aiden at quarterback, uh, giving Ian that potential to get the ball in space, I think you're going to see more stuff down the field. And 
where we saw Griffin make a lot of plays last year was in the passing game. Yep. And, um, you know, having him run sideline routes, uh, beating corners on, on the edge, he can do that all day long. He's got the speed to do that. And if we, we have a quarterback in Aiden Boston doing the ball in a line that's going to protect Aiden to get him the ball, uh, again, I think you're going to see Griffin do some do some downfield work that it would be an exciting game to watch. Yep. So let's move on uh, to receivers. Yes. Um, I think we kind of have some sleepers here, and you and I talked about this before the show. I agree. Um, Jacob Barton, who ran cross country uh, yeah. last year, or last yep. two years. Wow. Last Is he a junior? Year. Is he junior? Last two years, I last think. Last two years. So okay. he yep. ran cross country. I've always looked at him on the basketball court and said, man, he'd be a nice football player to have out there. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. He just, he's aggressive, he's tall, he's got kind of the movement skills. And uh, from what I've been told, he's, he's been really impressing for his first time playing football since junior high. Yep. And uh, I'm excited to see what he can do. I'll tell you, the kid can jump out of the gym, which is key. You know, I know we talk about that, that in basketball, but when you're going up to catch footballs at high points, that's a pretty big deal as well. So I was... Overall, I, I had expectations going to the scrimmage last week. I was probably most impressed with how Jacob Barton showed up last week. Um, I had I saw him locked up man-on-man, one-on-one coverage with Ian Spangler a lot. Um, Ian, one of our best athletes out there, and Jacob had him stride for stride a lot of times. And so that makes me believe that if he can guard Ian in practice, he can guard anyone outside of it. And I know we're talking, I was talking defense there, but... On an offensive side, we watch him on a basketball court. The guy's got hands. He's got soft yep. hands. He can catch things that are near him. Um, yeah, I think Jacob Barton is, um, again, I love Coach Eric Walsh. Obviously, uh, continues, Go cross the, country. continues the cross-country dynasty here at Tipton. Um, hated to lose someone like Jacob, but, um, again, I think he's a natural in his position of football, and, and catching the ball is going to be um, kind of where he belongs. I have three other sleepers, and since we're on the cross-country trail, Max and Fogg. Max and Fogg is, is an all-state runner for cross-country. Yep. Um, kind of a shocker at the beginning of summer. We hear Maxon's going to hang up the, the cross-country cleats and move over to the football cleats. And, you know, that running running gets tough, obviously, and I think maybe he wanted to give it a shot uh, on the football field. This is junior year. But that's... You know, I'm excited for him just because we don't know. We well, don't know what. what again, he's he's that sleeper that obviously an elite athlete, right? So he's an elite athlete that we don't know much about in football. Um, he's tough as hell. Again, he's a fog. I, I know these kids; they're 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 tough as nails. And so, I what he's going to do on the football field? Obviously, he'll never get tired. So that part's mm-hmm. good, especially in a in a non depth uh, team. But uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what Maxie can do on the football field this year. And once he starts taking hits. Um, if he embraces that, or, or uh, yeah, how, how, think, how he moves forward with it, I think he'll be fine. He's, he's just kind of kind of have to find his niche. Like I said, he's what, a fog. He's tough. What's his uh, what position he's going to play? I think exactly. is the key for him because there's some depth there. Um, speaking of depth, we've got Wyatt Ham. Um, you know, a kid that was younger, playing a little bit of varsity last year. Um, you saw him on the JV ranks. I just he's an athlete that just I think kind of jumps out when you watch the games. I can't did everything in the JV ranks last year. Yep. Everything you asked of him. And actually having him and Aiden Boston in the JV ranks last year, it was dynamic. And we won a lot of JV football games last year. I don't think a lot of people know that. I know people look at our varsity record and stuff like that. Our JV uh, team last year was, was stout. Yep. And they were a hard team to beat. 
and a lot of those guys are now in the starting lineup uh, for Tipton tomorrow night. And the White Ham's going to be a player next year or this year. The tallest player on the kid on the team, excuse me, tallest player on the team, Zach Benz. The Zach Benz. I Ooh. think uh, the Zach Benz. He's going to be a mismatch for some teams if you can Absolutely. get him the ball out. Again, getting the ball out, finding where he's he's comfortable at. But I think you're going to see him on defense a little bit too. I agree. Zach is one of those guys. I'm my interest. My interest in Zach is what he's going to do once he has the ball, because I think we're going to be able to get him the ball. Uh, how tall is he? Was he six five, six six? Gosh, I, he's, he is tall. Six five. Yeah. He's six five. So he always um, looked like a beanpole when he was younger, but he's exactly. filled out, and now he's, he's out. He, he looks well, the part. I got he to watch like him on the soccer field as a goalie, and I'll tell you, the, he's got hands, right? And so if we throw the ball up and we can get him the ball, I, I want to see what he does after, you know, after the catch. Yep. You know, I I want to see him run. I want to see him get downfield. I want to see him fall forward. Um, but I think we can get we can obviously get him the ball. You throw the ball at eight and a half nine foot, Zach's gonna go get it. Yep. So I yeah, another I, weapon. Another weapon. In the like, red zone is especially where you like to see those right. And we have skill. We've got so many skill players yep. on the offensive side. So many skill players. Uh, like I said, I'm so interested to see how Cole and Kale and that group do up front tomorrow. Yep. Um, because because if we give these skill players time, then. We have a chance to, to run the wise must team off the field. Zach's going to have a pretty good cheering to that section, wouldn't you agree? I love a good cheering section. He's got uh, he's got Becca, which is <laughs> which is probably the loudest cheering section out there. It's the scariest one too. Yeah. <laughs> now we're hoping to have a great turnout tomorrow night. Um, just to kind of give you a little preview there. Um, all right, so we've uh, dove into the Tipton Tiger football program, the team this year. Lots of excitement, I think. A lot of unknowns that we're kind of excited to see. Mm-hmm. This first yep. game of the year, I think it's a perfect team for us. I think Louisa Muscatine has came off a rough couple of years. They lost a stud senior that yep. um, would be a tough matchup. I don't even know where that kid went. Um, I don't either. But again, he was state champion shot putter, state champion discus yeah. thrower. Get him out. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad he's not there. But again, as we, as you and I look through the roster. Yep. For this, there's some size. Otherwise, the Muscatine. That is one thing they size. do have, and what we lack in size, they actually make up for it. And just read <laughs> off some of these sizes that uh, we saw on their rosters. And these are young kids too. Again, so so we're kind of looking at the the upper numbers. So we're looking at those offensive line numbers. So the 60s and the 70s, but 295, 285, 280, 285, 235. Those are college numbers. 260, 235, 225. Some big boys. Um, Some big boys up front. So it's going to look like a matchup, and we're going to have to utilize our speed on the on the defensive front and utilize some quick kind of quick hitting plays. Because if we get by them, absolutely, there's only four you know four or five players left that's going to chase these kids down. So imagine a 285 kid trying to chase down. Right, right. Again, on on defense, I I figure if we find edges. We find edges in space, yeah. we'll be fine. So again, I, I go back to someone like Ian, someone like uh, Preston Daylow. Um, find them in a slot position. Yep. I think that that if if we can make these big guys move, especially in heat, um, that's a great know, point. Maybe not in the first quarter. And they're young. I mean, these these they haven't developed yeah. their strength yet. Um, what's the, this kid? The, the, six seven? No, six. Six four two ninety five. Yeah. A sophomore. Again, it's we, a we don't know what type of experience these guys have. They have. So uh, we we mentioned Tiffin yeah, so has eleven seniors. 
Yep. The Wiseman Muskegon has six. Yep. Okay, it's a young team. It's an inexperienced team. And not only are 11 seniors 11 seniors, but they've played a lot of football. Um, that, that is one thing about the senior class on all levels, from cross country to volleyball to football. This senior class has played a lot of sports, and, and they've played a lot of varsity-level sports um, all the way through from freshman year on. I think you can ask Coach Bolger, the girls' basketball coach, our senior class coming in, all those girls have been playing for him for three years already. Yep. And so, and it's no different on this on these football ranks. So we have experience. I'm not entirely sure that Wise and Muscatine has a ton of varsity experience yep. coming into this game. So speaking of experience, you mentioned they're big up front. I can almost promise you without looking at anything, they're going to be running the ball exclusively <laughs> behind that big offensive line. Uh, looking at so. their looking at last year's stats, and I don't know if it's the same coaching staff, but their leading passer from last year uh, threw for 54 yards. They had 160 yards total basically last year that's returning. Yeah. So the rushing, uh, they do return a 600-yard uh, season from a, a rusher named Chris Day, number 15. I expect him to have the the ball a lot. Um, I agree tomorrow night. I, I you know I agree, and and again as. As defensive coordinator, um, if you're the Tipton D- DC right now, um, you're asking your D line to make piles. You're asking your D line to cause chaos in there, and because you are going to see a lot of stuff in between the tackles from Wise Muscatine, yep. um, our our linebacking core is going to have to be ready, and like I said, our D line is going to have to make make piles and cause chaos and take up a blocker or two, hopefully every play. And then our safety, our safety game is going to have to play up as well. I just, unless we're really surprised tomorrow night, I just don't see the Wise Muskeen throwing the ball that yeah. much. I think I, I hope that we bring, uh, you know, we bring the the heat, we bring the the, the safeties up and say, go ahead and test Griffin Lederman and our cornerbacks and say, if you beat <laughs> exactly. them over the top, then then great. Exactly, Be, beat Griffin deep, and you yeah. can have that. Yeah. And I just. Like you said, what did you say, 164 yards passing all year last year? Yeah. I just don't see this team trying to trying to go deep on us. With this offensive line, with the size they have up front, um, now I, again, if I were to envision what this game might look like, especially with Tipton on defense and Wise Mustin on offense, it's it's going to be a lot of, you know, three yards, clouds of dust style stuff in the first and second quarter. And then I kind of want to see if the conditioning of Wise Muscatine can hold up yep. to what we've done over the summer, um, and so it, it might be a little boring potentially even on on that side of the ball. I think it's going to it's going to be a quick game, obviously with the clock running. Um, yep. I, I think it's going to be very important for us to get out in front, get that lead, make I them agree. maybe put the ball in the air a little bit to kind of force their hand, get a turnover here and there. Yep. Um, but one of the most important positions on the football field would be what, Clint? I mean the punter. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt. They do repunt, return a senior punter, and he averaged about 35 yards a kick. It's not bad. Which isn't bad. It's I don't know if that's net. I don't know if that's net, but it says that's not per. Bad. So that's not bad in high school. In high school, 35 will uh, that'll get it done. Depends on when this cold, not-so-cold front comes in tomorrow, but there shouldn't be a ton of wind so tomorrow he, night. He's number 70, so this is one of those big offensive linemen. How big is he? Let's Hunter. At, well, no, number 70. Oh, sorry. Hayden. Cantrell. He's the big boy, number 70, number 285. 285. So that's a one-step and punt, right? He's not uh, putting it on the side of the foot. It's exactly. just that big leg hammer. <laughs> exactly. There's no rugby style no coming rugby out of style. him. He's not going to run over to the side and, and, and try to kick this. Would you worry about a fake punt? 
I would not worry about <laughs> tomorrow night. I think he's going to try to kick the ball when it's when it's uh, when you don't want to when it's fourth and long. Yep. He's going to kick the ball. So, <laughs> well, to recap, I think we're going to see a lot of runs tomorrow. Hopefully, hopefully we can get a nice little lead built up where we're going to force them to put the ball in the air, doing something they're not comfortable with, and that's where we uh, get the turnovers and and turn this game into our tide. So, absolutely. Again, I think it's tomorrow night's important. We. Uh, um, this is a team that uh, that struggled the last couple of years. We're a team, honestly, that has struggled the last couple of years. Um, but I think we have experience on our side. I think we have conditioning on our side. I think we have the athletes on our side. Yep. I'd say the only thing we lack tomorrow night is size. Yep. Um, over the lives of Muscatine. Um, and I, I've said this to you a million times, so much of this sport is mental, right? And so we go in believing we deserve this football game we will win this football game this is a beatable wise muscatine team and um i don't see any reason that you know coach nord is not going to have this team ready to go tomorrow night uh ready to go to battle and and uh and get the w yeah you got me excited i uh it's game one so we got to temper our expectations there's going to be that's mistakes. true that's true it's not going to be clean we're going to see penalties <laughs> we're going to see kids not knowing what play they're going to Hopefully it's more for Louisa Muscatine. And, and what is the over-under on cramps for both teams? I'm going to say six. Yeah. Um, now mean, they got that liquid IV. I mean, that, that should take care of We just ate bananas. That's all we got. It's going to be. Bananas and pickled. It juice. is going to be hot. These guys are going to be sweating. There might be cramps and warm-ups tomorrow yeah. night. Like, it's going to yeah. be. You're always over-hyped on the game one. You're always doing way too much running around. No one right now is drinking enough water for tomorrow night. No. I guarantee. And speaking of water, uh, i got to mention one of our sponsors. Um, and this is the, the Brown Water. Uh, uh, Kentucky Owl. Kentucky Owl. Sponsored us tonight, so we appreciate that. If you have not tried, please try. It's worth it. It'll be worth it. Absolutely. And, who, and who's our other sponsor? Our other sponsor is Tipton Greenhouse. We're Greenhouse. very lucky to have them. And in fact, they gave us a special offer to, for this, this uh, podcast. If you go in there... And mention the third and long podcast, you actually will get ten dollars off any of their on sale items. So That's crazy. Just by listening to this, you're going to get that. We should have mentioned it in the very beginning because we probably lost a lot of listeners. We probably have we by will, now. We will mention it early on in the in the next podcast. <laughs> we'll do it next time. If you haven't been to Tipton Greenhouse? Go, Chris and Leah Sorkin Fry, absolute the best. But not only go to Tipton Greenhouse, but go down across from the elementary school. It's yes. like a. It's a little, I don't even know what. It's a like little, a pick-your-own-fresh-produce-and-flowers shop. It's amazing. It really is. It's absolutely is. amazing. It's like, something that uh, everyone should go check out. Um, they've got a special now, I think, where you can go down there and, and, and pick some, some flowers and, and make a little base for your, your yeah, significant exactly. others. So if go you do want to score points. Yep. If you want to score some points. Very good. All right, Clint, for this next segment, brand-new yeah. segment, obviously is our first episode. Okay. I want to do what we learned this week. <clears throat> What we learned this week. What we learned this week. Okay. So, obviously, we just came off the state fair. Right. And uh, Iowa State Fair, very famous. What's probably the most famous thing that's at the state fair outside their food? Butter cow, probably. Butter cow, or Caitlin butter Clark cow. butter there, figure, yeah, the, whatever yeah, that the, was. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that did not look like Caitlin Clark. But I yeah, think that was an early version. The Caitlin but, yes, Clark butter like figure, it. whatever that was. But what I learned this week, and this this took me by surprise, is yeah. I was under the impression that that was all butter. I thought that whole thing was butter. Right. Like just yeah, basically why? carved it from a big. Absolutely, like a big block of butter. Big block of butter. Yeah. Absolutely. This is in like a freezer, so like big block of butter. Yeah. Little did I know. Let me show you this little picture. Listeners can't see this, but you can probably Google it and find it. 
little did I know the butter actually it's got like chicken wire it's already pre-molded so they just kind of so just the, paste on the butter so onto like, the cow like, like, a, like a kindergartner could rub the butter yes. on that I feel like I could maybe throw that on there and make it look like something like so the, I was disappointed when I saw that like the artist is the person that built the chicken wire correct <laughs> Jeez, Correct. That's amazing. So well, that's not right. I, it's kind of like uh, learning about the tooth fairy as a kid. That that really that kind of pained me to, to know that that is wow. not a whole big thing of butter. That is only a thin layer. Did of you take that, that picture when top. you were there? No, they were. They, oh, the, the fair is over with. So now they're taking like, it apart. The they're taking oh it apart. So that's, wow, that's how about you, Clint? What did you learn this week? Um, let's see. That uh, okay. So this week is. It's going to be kind of fun to come back and listen to these podcast episodes later in the year, like over the winter maybe, when it's nice and cold. You think we'll have that many listeners listening? Yes, yes, because this week... 12 of them? Yes, this week has been hot. Oh. This week has been hot on another level. Um, Not quite record heat, but... Hottest it's been in what thirteen years yeah, but or something think, like that. They said. I think the heat index is record, isn't it? Yeah, like it's like, humid, like one eighteen or something like that. Yesterday, it's been hot this week. So what I've learned this week is that bond issue that we <laughs> didn't get past was probably even more important than uh, than I thought. And uh, we've now let out of high school because we just got the announcement they're letting out early tomorrow. Yep. So three days early. <laughs> Three days we've let out early, yeah, uh, because of heat issues, and so well we need when, air conditioning when, in that high school. That's all I know. When you're making Channel Nine News, I saw Chad Rezac on on Tuesday talking about What's he really? how they're going to uh, <laughs> handle the heat in our non-air conditioned high school from 1925. And Chad, Chad Rezac's on the third floor. Yeah. It's well, high. no. Well. I thought he was on the third his, his old classroom. He's now oh. our principal. Oh, he's now our oh. principal. That's a good point. That's a good. So point. He's down in the air conditioned yep. uh, oh. room, I think. That new room. And he's still complaining. I don't Come know. On I don't know. But when we're on the KCRG talking about uh, <laughs> our conditions and how terrible it is, that's not a very good promotional I, video for us. I, I feel like uh, I'll make this podcast a commercial for hey, let's pass the next bond issue. Yeah. When it comes up again, because this is this is stifling heat. And our, I, I don't like it when our kids can't even go to school. Yeah, we might we might actually do a podcast just on, just um, on the facilities <laughs> and and the bond issue because it's it's quite troublesome that we the one place that is air conditioned you'd be you'd be surprised where we send our kids the, after school we send them to the nineteen twenty five gym the nineteen the nineteen twenty five gym in that in that high school <laughs> is air conditioned is air conditioned I mean when that gym was brand new. There was high school kids shooting free throws. Granny well, they weren't stu- style. They weren't shooting three pointers because granny no style. Granny style. That's how long ago it was. So mm-hmm. the, the the overhead shot hadn't been invented yet. Well, I so. appreciate that. Thanks for telling me about the things you learned. <laughs> All right, our last segment. Again, it is uh, sponsored by Kentucky Owl. Cheers, Clint. Cheers. We are going to do a pick'em contest. Yeah. We're going to see who can get the most right. We're taking these directly out of the Tipton Conservative. All right. So for those of you that don't know, Tipton Conservative, if you buy the paper each week, they have an official entry blank that you can fill out. It's free. You just got to drop it off before Friday, uh, before the games start, and you can win money. 
So I know my son, uh, he won 35 bucks last yeah, year. $35 for first place, 15 for second place. It's no brainer. It's free. So if you're listening to this and want to make the picks, I probably would go with me over Clint, but that's just that's me talking. That's probably a smart so, idea. Uh, let's start with the first game, Regina versus West Liberty. You, you go, got you go first. Versus, I'll, versus, do the, I'll do the first next game. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I think West Liberty lost quite a bit. I'm going to pick Regina, okay. even though they're on the road. I'm going to pick Regina as well. Okay. Um, I swear I'm not copying you. That was predetermined. All right. Second game is going to be Wallert Catholic versus Comanche. And I am going to go with... I'm going with Wallert. I'm going to stick with Wallert. I think the Catholics take down the yeah. Comanche. Yeah. Indians. Yep, agreed. The Catholics like Indians? <laughs> I was going to say, I would love to see how that fight goes. <laughs> All right. Moving on, Anamosa against Makokota. Makokota, who's the new River Valley Conference member. Good nice point. little Good point. two three eight schools. Is Anamosa 3A or 2A? Either way. Two, two. I'm going to go with Makokota. It's at home, bigger school. Anamosa's been down the last couple years. I'm sticking with Makokota. I don't like always having the same picks as you, but I was also going to go with Makokota hmm. for this game. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll find something where we, met, where we differ here soon. All right, so next game. Our game of the week, Louisa Muscatine versus Tipton at Louisa Muscatine. Obviously, I'm going Tipton with this one. I think we have an amazing chance to turn the tide, get a win, start the season 1-0. This is my lock of the de- of the week. Perfect. You might think I'm going with Louisa Muscatine. I am not. <laughs> I'm going with Tipton. In fact, I'm going to put the over-under on our win. I think we're going to win by 28 points. Ooh. Tipton plus 28 I like that. I wrote that down. Write that down. We we will we will revisit that next week. Northeast versus Bellevue, two unknowns. We do play Northeast this this year, so that's a team that we've got to keep an eye on. But uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Bellevue. I was just up there last weekend. Great little town if you've never been. I don't know. I, I again I know nothing about these teams except the fact that I always have to watch Northeast and track, and they're the fastest team in track. So I'm going northeast Good. with this game. Good. I'll keep an eye on that game then. All right. Next game is going to be Mount Vernon versus Monticello. This is an interesting game, Josh. Uh, this is really good. I mean, we have a Mount Vernon team that went to the Dome last year. Fantastic football team. Beat Solon in the quarterfinals in, yep. in what I would say was the heaviest rain I've ever been to in a football game. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I don't know how much they lost. Monticello has the Preston Reefs. However, so Iowa recruit, Iowa recruit, quarterback, again, punter, Mister All You, All Everything. That's it. So does he hold for the? Uh, he probably he probably holds for himself. He probably holds his own kicks. <laughs> Spins it. Um, uh, I have to go Mount Vernon on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. Uh, okay. I think Monticello's they've got some really good athletes. But I just don't think they have the athletes that Mount Vernon does. Mount Vernon looked about as good as I've seen Mount Vernon last yep. year. Yep. I haven't looked to see what they return, but uh, I agree. I expect them to to give them all they can handle. So I'm going with Mount Vernon as well. In our game from up north, we've got Highland versus North Cedar. Couldn't couldn't even put a guess out for this, but 
I've got to give some kudos to North Cedar. Maybe we have a couple of listeners up there. Absolutely. I'm going North Cedar. I, Beat down Highland. Hopefully. You know what? I'm doing the same thing, mostly because I like North Cedar and I don't like Highland. So, hey, yeah. let's go. Good. Let's go North Cedar. Go for it. Uh, Knights, right? They're the Knights. North Knights. Knights. Yep. There you go. All right, next game, Mid-Prairie versus Wilton. <clears throat> Again, Mid-Prairie, one of those dynasty running schools versus Wilton. Um, I don't know much about either of their football teams. Obviously, Wilton lost their fastest guy, right? No, that was senior. So, Wilton, uh, that'd be Durant. That's oh, okay, okay. Wilton returned a quarterback that was a sophomore okay. last year. Nice little player. I think they're they're kind of reloading. Last year was kind of a rebuild from their So, they might the be a little stout. I, I think... Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the area team. I'm going to go with Wilton over mid I shouldn't even have told you that. I know, I'm going right? with Wilton as well. Perfect. Good. I got you written down. So the next game is South Winnesheek versus Starmont. This is the battle of the, the Heath Hesse, actually. Oh, really? So Heath is the principal at Starmont, and his kids go to South Winnesheek. Oh, God. So I don't know who he's going to cheer for. Oh, God. I would think South Winnesheek, but um, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, Starmont just because it's at home. I played them in high school. We had to drive all the way up there. Really? And, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I... Again, got no context on this game. I'm going Starmont because I literally drove by their school uh, Monday. Did you see the strawberry? I, I actually strawberry I didn't. Plant. I didn't see the strawberry strawberry plant. Then go. how did you get to Starmont? <laughs> Very carefully. <laughs> you can't miss it. It's the world's largest strawberry. I, I was running appointments on side roads. Right. It's hard to do. Backbone State Park. If you haven't been there, go there. It's good. Good little place. All right. So next one, Maquoketa Valley versus Cascade. Um. Again, I'm going to go with what I know in this case, in this Cascade. My, again, I know they got uh, some decent athletics up there. I know nothing about Maquoketa Valley. Yeah, Cascade's had a couple nice squads come through. I'm going to stick with Cascade. Okay. Perfect. Next game, we are going with Clayton Ridge against West Fork. So we got Guddenberg oh. against West Fork. Never heard of West Fork, so... Mm. I'm going to go with Clayton Ridge. Well. If you've never heard of the place, you can't really guess that they're good. Well, if you're going to do that, I'm going with West Fork. Because good. We'll, we'll just have to see what happens there. All right. Um, this one. Albernet versus North Lynn. Mm. <sighs> mm. i got to go Albernet on that one. Uh, again, North Lynn's had some decent teams over the last couple of years. I feel like they're going to be down this year. You know, it's being this game is being sponsored by New, New Body Fitness. I just think Austin Milligan would go with Northland. No, Austin. And Austin a shout would out go. to hey. Before I forget, before we move on, we're going to keep this as short as possible. But I got to mention Austin Milligan with the Red Pen uh, Lounge. Oh, yes, right. I went down there, had some nice food. They are actually having a little tailgate party. Yes, they are. Um, Friday, September eighth. Yep, four o'clock. It starts. They're having burger baskets with chips. Hardy shakes. So they're actually outsourcing, getting a little oh, bit of Hardee's. I like that. They've got yard games, fun with friends, and it's for the tipping uh, prom fundraiser. So Absolutely. what else? Where else would you want to go? You go over to the Red Pen Lounge, it's, get some food. It's 50 yards away from the football field, and mm. you you walk over right before the start. Let, of the let, game. You know, let's all tailgate together on September 8th at the at Red Pen. So we're gonna we're gonna plug this a little bit more, but just wanted to give that a shout out because I just saw that. But I I'm that. I'm picking uh, Albernet. So perfect. Um, we're going to skip ahead. We're, we're going to scoot over East Buchanan and Sumner Fredericksburgs. I could care less about that. Let's move on to a little bit more uh, area game. Let's go with Durant and Lisbon. I think Durant lost quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Lisbon is 
notoriously good in terms yes. of yes, the athletes that they have. Yes, they are. I'd like to snag a couple of those kids. Um, I'm going with Lisbon. No I, I literally had the same thought. You can't walk into the Lisbon hallway and see all those wrestling trophies and pictures and stuff like that and not know that this is a good football and tough wrestling town. So I'm going to go Lisbon as well. Yep. Perfect. So my actual game of the week outside of Mount Vernon Monticello. Yes. I... I would love to go watch this if I wasn't going to the Tipton game. I agree. But you have Williamsburg, who is, I think, one or two, maybe three in 3A. Yeah. Going down to West Branch, playing at the Little Rose Bowl. Yes. Where Josh Tucker played. Where the Josh Tucker played. And And Gary O'Leary. This is the, yeah. And this is the first game after Butch Peterson. After Butch Peterson. They're going to have a lot of emotions. I don't know. Did they did they get that statue done, or is that coming in the spring? <laughs> I think the statue's coming. But in the they spring. are putting they but are putting the logo on the side. The of Butch decals are happening. That's on a good, the that's a pretty cool. That's pretty, pretty cool. Um, this game, oh, mm. this is going to be West a Branch nice lost game. some players though. Uh, they, they lost Ty Hughes. Well, they, they lost, lost their, their running back. They lost their stud running back. They lost their stud Pencil. quarterback. Ty Ty Hughes, their stud quarterback last year, was the son of Matt Hughes. So who did they played recruit? at Iowa, played at San Francisco 49ers. Who did they recruit in this year? They had to find someone. <laughs> they had to find someone. Liberty or <laughs> Solon or something. I was going to say, they had, to, they had to bring from like City High or West. I don't know. Uh, again, we'll find out. There's okay. a little bit of unknown in here. Yes. I know Williamsburg lost some studs too, but they did keep one. Um, I, I'm i going to go first on this one. I have to choose Williamsburg on this game. I'm not picking West Branch, so we'll go with Williamsburg. All right, there you go. And our last game of the year, or last game of the week, not the year, sponsored by TNM Clothing. Shout out TNM Clothing. Um, Notre Dame Navy at Navy. Is this early in the year for a Notre Dame Navy game? I feel like it is. Ah, God, I just go Navy. I'm picking Notre Dame. uh, I Notre Dame's going to win this game, and I hate picking them because I can't stand Notre Dame, but Notre Dame's going to win. I'm going Notre Dame. All right, thank, thanks for those picks, Clint. Uh, hopefully I got them all right. <laughs> if, you, if I got them all right, it looks like you're going to probably get them all right because we are pretty in unison. Here, I was going to say we're pretty close. Uh, let's just do our closing thoughts here. Um, next week we're hoping to have uh, Coach Nord on. That'll be a nice little guest for us. Absolutely, but absolutely. We are going to actually try to have some, some alumni – some people from Tipton that maybe you haven't heard about. We'll try to dive into their story. But our goal here is to kind of bring information to you, and we're going to have guests from all walks of life here in Tipton. And if you want to be a guest, reach out to Clint and I, and we'll gladly have you on. Um, we'll but, make it happen. Uh, closing thoughts, I'm just excited for football. Um, if we win by an extra point at the end of the game, I will be happy. I, I really agree. don't care. I would like to see us come out and get some momentum coming into uh, coming into the season. The one thing I am going to be upset about is these first three games, they're meaningless. And Tall will tell you otherwise. Coach Nord will tell you otherwise. They're meaningless. You can lose all three. You can win all three. And they mean nothing. Uh, it's right. the district games right. that matter. So these are, yep. these are for me, these are little scrimmages getting into the district games. So regardless of a win or loss this week, it's not going to deter me on my excitement. But I would like to see us get off to a strong start. And uh, I'm just excited to kind of see – then put the, put it together. It seems like we're very yes. healthy. Yeah, um, we've got a full little stable of players, and let's let's yeah, let I, them loose. Let's let I, this race happen again for for the first time since hell since I've been probably to Tipton. We have 
a very experienced football team that we're putting on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys have varsity level experience, a bunch of it. Um, I, I think we could not pick a better first game. Uh, we have two programs here who have had really rough two seasons. Uh, we were competitive last year and never found a way to come out on top. Um, I, I just I see this as a potential springboard for the rest of the season. I think good things can happen. Um, I think this game is more about psyche than it is about anything else. I think uh, I think uh, we need to see some good things on offense, good things on defense. We need to. There will be mistakes. It's the first game of the year. Uh, people will be tired. It's going to be hot. I get there's going to be mistakes, but uh, it's going to happen on both sides of the ball for both teams, and I don't think we could have picked a better draw than the Wise and Muscatine to go out and see what we're what we can do. You know, uh, what type of team we are this year. How tough are we mentally? How tough are we physically? Can we get the ball to our skill players in space? Because we have a ton of them. And if we can do that, uh, yeah, I think uh, I love your 28 point. Um, uh, uh, 28.5. Your 28, 20.5 plus on this game. I, I think it's doable. Um, I, I just, I'm excited for Friday Night Lights. I'll be honest, like I said, I've, I've played multiple levels of football. There's nothing better than high school football. That's right. I'm excited. Well, Let's go. And that's a wrap for tonight's episode. Remember, folks, life's like a football. Sometimes you're the quarterback, and sometimes you're the punter. Either way, <laughs> make sure you enjoy the game. Catch you on the next snap. <laughs>